Oh yes, guilty movie pleasure fans, I guess you could say we shot you a curved bullet last week when we dipped our toe into some romantic comedy territory with my guest co-host Amy Cassandra Martinez, and this week we wanted to get back on track with some badass action flicks, so we thought, what was my joke? (laughs) I forgot it, sure, oh I know, we're gonna shoot some wings off flies as we cover Wanted. (laughs) Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Oh my god. That was a first. Oh, I, I don't know that that's ever happened before. <laughs> In about 120 episodes. Usually, usually when you hit a hit a roadblock like that, you just jump right over it. But this time you're like, nah. I'm gonna... <laughs> this time I look to you off camera and I'm like what was help, my joke? Help. Help. What, what did I can't I believe just I forgot to, to shoot the wings off flies. Oh, God. I'm going to be red-faced. The re- and I, oh, Thank God Amy wasn't here for that. At least you were here. And, and you know, I, I don't need to be professional. That's what you think. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back. And if you're just tuning in, I promise the intros are at least moderately better than that. Every sometimes, week. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. 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 Mm-hmm. Sometimes are. I'm your host, Ben Begley. This is Guilty Movie Pleasures. We're talking about Wanted and back after his birthday week is Jesse McIntosh. Hi, I'm Jesse McIntosh. Yeah, hey, where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. You can find me at the Ben Begley. I finally, for once, didn't say my name. As I, I noticed it and I was going to say something, but I didn't want to call you. Because I royally effed up the opening so bad that I couldn't. Mess up. Yeah, my you're own focused intro. here on out. Focused. You're razor sharp as we move forward. <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch that on my, <laughs> when I get out of here. See, you should th- honestly, that should be your reel. Just, just, just how I like was like, I had like a blank stare, and I was like, what do I do? Oh no, what was my joke? Oh no, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the last thing I remember, I got in my car. <laughs> And now, now I'm in a silent studio. I don't know what's happening. You know what? I think I was just as confused with my opening as James McAvoy is when he's first introduced to the, the fraternity. Sure. So that's... And I also forgot my notes, so I'm going to go grab those. You just kill some time. Boy, oh boy. We are off to a, we great, are start. Off to a great start. I, I will say this about James McAvoy. Um, he's... This is really like a me thing, but yeah. every time I see a movie and I... Um, or this happened for a while, probably like a five to seven year stretch. I would see a movie and I would be like, man, the person who played that main actor, they should have gotten a star to be in that role. And it, like 100% of the time it was James McAvoy that was <laughs> in it. And I just come to realize that he's great and I like him. But I didn't know who he was for a long wow. time. And oh, I was really? just like, man, they should have gotten like a famous person for this. See, and then it was always James McAvoy. I've been a fan of him since uh, The Last King of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great He's incredible. In that. Yes. I've never seen I've seen I've seen movies that haven't been great, but I've never seen a bad James McAvoy sure. performance. He is always even in this bananas crazy action film, he is so, half the reason this movie works so what well, A the style is just out, out of this world and yes. they commit from the minute it starts till the end. But the biggest thing that sells you is all the performances are so solid. Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, James McAvoy, just the super Common. super Irish guy yeah. who's always like, hey, uh, my boy, how good to see you. He's got the thickest accent I've ever heard. And sure. He was, he's in everything. But every time when he first comes on, I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Am I going to understand him this time? Yeah. 
I, I almost feel like with those, like, you just sort of get the vibe. Yeah. You don't really need vibe. to hear the words. You, the you just get the vibe. Yeah. He's, just, he's not as bad. There's um, there's the guy in train spotting who craps his pants. Uh-huh. I believe he's in Wonder Woman as well. It's possible. Ah, uh, that's Spud. Yeah, and, he, I thought, thought, and I love his accent. I think it's so interesting, and I love that they don't try and dummy it down for me. But it takes me two or three times to really, really get it. Yeah. You know what's weird? Like, this is totally unrelated. And that's not a slam against him. That's a slam against my own ears. This is you. That's a you. It's, it's just like the James McAvoy thing. It's is not you. Problem. It's me. Yes. It's um, my own dumb ears. This is only related in so much as uh, we're talking about accents. Yeah. But um, I just rewatched Collateral oh, yeah. the other day. Yeah. You know, Jason Statham is in that movie for one line. What? You know, he has one line in that movie. No. He, like, in the very beginning, hands Tom Cruise the briefcase. Are you serious? Yeah. That was like when he was pretty established. Yeah, he was. I like looked because I was like, th- was this the beginning of Jason Statham? But no, he had been in like. Here you go, Tom Cruise, take this. Yeah, he had done the. Um, he had. Wh- what's the one with Brad Pitt and like the boxing one? Uh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, snatched. 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 Yeah, yeah, snatched. He was in snatched. And Lockstock and two yeah, smokey not, before yeah, that. Not snatched both. ED. That's the Goldie Hawn and, and Amy Schumer. That's movie. why yeah, I, yeah. That's why I hesitated. Snatch. Just, yeah. yeah, just snatch. Okay, snatch. And then he was also in Lockstock and Two Smoking yes. Barrels, which was He incredible. had done both of those before Collateral and yeah. for some reason just had one line in Collateral. And he had to have gotten his part cut down. I have no idea. It's like how in, in Thin Red Line, how George Clooney has one speech and then disappears. Yeah, but maybe at that point, Jason Statham's people should have just been like, maybe just cut him in. Like, we don't need Jason Statham just now with one line in this movie. You only have to watch the first 10 minutes because he's in it right in the beginning. Okay. But, I mean, unless you want to watch the whole thing. It's a, it was an entertaining movie. I just want to see how good my pseudo-Scottish accent is. I've give it a 10 out of 10. I think it's just more offensive than good. Uh, jury's out. To any of our Scottish listeners, I don't mean any offense. I'm just terrible at accents. Uh, just, <laughs> I should erase every single accent from my resume. It's my certainly, special skills. certainly no Channing Tatum. I know that <laughs> you much. know, hey, we can't all we be Channing Tatum. We can't all be winners. So let's get into this. So Wanted, uh, I had never read the comic, but I read it after watching the movie. I saw this movie in theaters with Renee, uh, my now wife, uh, girlfriend at the time. And uh, we both hey, loved it. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. It's been, you know, years. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, hey, we were at each other's weddings, by yeah, the way. We sure were. That's because we're true friends, not just sit at a desk friends. That's exactly right. Yes. High fives. Anyways, uh, when I first saw this, I thought it was just crazy bananas, super fun. Like like I said in the beginning, the commit to the style from the beginning, it's visually out of this world. It's 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 like a, it's like if the Matrix my chair just started randomly sinking. It's like the Matrix on acid. It's so out there, and and the effects still to this day look really cool. Um, and Tamer, to, I'm going to say his name on Tamer Bedoff. No, you nailed it. Tamer Beckman. That was it. It's doing it on its own. He's awesome. His he has uh, two films that he made. He's a Russian filmmaker, and he made a Night Watch and Day Watch, and they're visually out of this world. They're and so this, good. A lot of people don't know this. The original title to this was Afternoon Watch. Afternoon. 
I don't know if you knew that. Shut I up. saw that in the. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I'm doing no, notes. I think he's visually an incredible director, and and the story's really fun. And I had a blast with it. And I hadn't seen it in years. And I saw it playing at the gym. I remember. And I texted you, and I was like, "We have to do this yeah. movie," because I forgot like about like the bullets hitting each other midair and all that. And I had a blast rewatching it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, yeah, sure. There's obvious leaps in logic and and reality, but it's it commits to it, and it's. A blast. What do you think of it, Jesse? Um, so I had not seen this movie. Did you know anything about it? I so I feel like it just slipped through the cracks. I knew when, like, as I was rewatching it, I I remembered the um, like Curve Bullet movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Curve Bullet movie. Yeah, like I, which I love that they like like Happy Gilmore like toss it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sort of like they're we'll play, they're we'll like throwing knives basically. Sure. <laughs> Um, so I, I remembered elements of the movie existed, but I don't know that I knew of it as like an entire piece of film. Yeah. Um, I loved this movie. Yes. Yes. I loved this movie. It makes me so excited when you, when you are jazzed about something. Yeah. And it made me sort of wonder like, what happened? Was this a successful movie? Cause like, like I said, it didn't stick with me as an existing piece of film, but like. I mean, I looked on IMDb and, uh, and Wanted Two has been in development for like a decade and not yeah. gone anywhere. Yeah, um, it was it was so like. I like, mean, the ending's pretty. There's a lot of finality to the end. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's done at the end. Um, <laughs> it's pretty self-contained. But yeah, there's uh, there's a definite like like you said, it commits to the style and the style yeah. is very like it's it, unlike it, any it knows film its I've voice. It knows what it is. It's it has elements of action in it that I have not seen anywhere else and I still haven't seen. Yeah. Um the like blocking bullets with bullets thing was awesome <laughs> and they did it a couple of... times. I don't know. You, <laughs> you, you had not... a big lunch? What's I'm not going doing on anything. Right it's lowering You're just going to have to be shorter for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, whatever. We'll just um, deal with it. There there were a couple of things as I was watching it where I was like this the character motivations here don't make sense and then as the movie went on all those questions were answered which yeah. is something where like a lot of action movies don't care yeah. and they're just like eh whatever mm-hmm. um like there were just two things um that I was left with at the end where I was like ah they probably could have cleaned that up a little bit for, but for the most part everyone's intentions were clear and everyone made sense yeah. if you like think about everyone's mm-hmm. arc individually yeah cuz at first i remember even rewatching it i was like because at the gym, I had seen the part where he's like, I'm your dad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I wish I hadn't seen it. <laughs> right. Because right. I, I would have liked to have remembered it as I was watching it. Yeah. So while I was watching it, I was getting frustrated because, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why is he trying to kill him? And then I'm like, oh, he's trying yes. to separate him from the fraternity. Yes. Oh, now I remember all that. Uh-huh. Because they even show you strategically how he was doing that. Which right. Which was really cool. Right. Um. Yeah, I, just a real quick thing, because I did read the comic. I read the comic years ago, so right. I, and I read a recap of it. I vaguely remember it. I remember <coughs> there's elements of the comic I really love, but like a lot of Mark Miller, a lot of his stuff, when he's not reined in, he, he did a great. He did Old Man Logan, which is one of my favorite Wolverine stories ever, and Enemy of the State, I believe, which is another great Wolverine story. And he he's done some really cool stuff, like the first Kick-Ass comic was awesome. But then some of his stuff, when he's let, left to his own devices, get like a 12-year-old boy who has no um, just even remote moral compass. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, even in this movie, the portrayal of women is sketchy outside of Angelina Jolie, like his ex-girlfriend yeah. and Janice. It's like, and uh, in, in like, there's a lot of like 
rapey stuff in some of his comics and it gets a little heavy handed where you're like, this is just for shock. But I remember Wanted, the comic book, the, it's completely different. The premise okay. of it is supervillains have convinced uh, the world that they don't exist. Supervillains all banded together and killed off all the superheroes and then have somehow brainwashed or convinced the world that superheroes never existed and they run everything under underground and like they're they're like the Illuminati controlling everything. Mm-hmm. And he gets brought into this fraternity of supervillains and then eventually um, the one guy who's not even remotely lo- like Morgan Freeman uh, tries to do a power grab and it gets the five families against each other and then he and Fox team up and like and she's actually dressed like a fox and looks kind of like Halle Berry and he looks like Eminem because it was actually based on Eminem, the the character of what was it really? Yeah, like the design of him was based on Eminem, uh-huh. and so like, but I remember there's like a scene when he first becomes a supervillain where like he runs into a police station and just shoots a bunch of cops, and I was like, I can't get behind a hero that's just sure. murdering innocent people. Like at least this movie. Before he does his first yeah. kill, he's like, I can't do it unless I know that it's somebody bad. Well, that was definitely, that was one of the things I was talking about, where he's sitting on the train, and they're like, you have to kill this person. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, wait. Yeah. Hold and on. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't, and it, it's for that exact reason, where he's like, I don't, why am I killing yeah. this person? I'm not a bad person. I'm just, like, here to get revenge for my dad. Yeah. And so where the actual overall story of the comic, I think, is more like crazy and weird and 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 unique um i i think that the protagonist is a lot more likable and you can buy into his story way more in this movie yeah because he's really unlikable that's another thing with mark miller's comics is like a lot of his heroes are just super unlikable where you're like i don't i don't care right but uh the loom of fate is the hardest thing to buy into in here (sighs) And that doesn't exist in the comics. Curving bullets doesn't exist. And that was all stuff they made up in really? the movie. So, like, the craziest stuff in this movie the were temples. completely made up, which is bizarre to me. Should we just show the curve the bullet moment? Is this the first is curving this bullet? The first curving bullet? Uh, yes, it is. Let's do it. This is James McAvoy curving a bullet for the first time around Angelina Jolie. So, up to this point, he's just shot through the, the pig that's hanging. This is after a very long and very, he gets like. The crap kicked out of him montage. Here we go. <sighs> Happy Gilmore run. Yep. Mixed in with a little desperado flinging of the bullet. Well, you need to, they also like never tell him how to do this. <laughs> they, they just, just say, trust <laughs> like, Just trust me, bullets don't have to go straight. <laughs> That's the best justification ever. Yeah. <laughs> Slow-mo flings that bullet. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. Barely flinches. Yeah, if I were her, I might have ducked. Like, she, she served her purpose just from standing there. She could have gotten out of the way. She, can we just say how badass Angelina Jolie is yeah. in this? My only, only issue is that she she's so skinny that I was worried for her health. It was very concerning. This is when this is when Angelina Jolie went from being a little bit more curvaceous, and she's still sexy in this, by all means, don't get me wrong, but, like, when you see her arms sometimes, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's happening? Well, she was she went through training too hard. Is it maybe maybe she for yeah. for the fraternity? For the, was, yeah. was she allowed? They never uh, approached this either. Fraternity is um, for men, right? Like a frat, like, yeah, a, like yeah. a frat boys. It's what it, I think it directly translates to like brothers, right? I think it directly translates to. Um, so it's fine. I'm glad they let her in, but I'm just. Guys who made fun of me because I was in the school yeah. theater and did keg stands. I think that's the direct, that's the direct, the direct translation. translation. If you look it up in the dictionary, that's interesting. Made fun of Ben, did keg stands. Yeah, experts, 
keg stand. Is that the num- the one translation? It's like number four. Like, okay, it's down the list. <laughs> it's down the list. Um, so hey, anyway. what were you going to say? No, that's it. I was just. Uh, I'm, a, I'm glad they let her in because hey, she does a great job. She's a, very well qualified. It's a gender neutral uh, yeah. fraternity. Yeah. You know, hey, they were forward thinking in that aspect. Sure. Like now they are. I don't know at what point. <laughs> I would like to know when they let the first people. woman into the fraternity. They're still murdering Yeah, people. they still are killers. Yeah. So let's do the plot in under three minutes. Let's get into this. <laughs> are we ready in the booth? Uh, yes, sir. We are. All right. Here we go. All right. In five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay. So we got some title cards in the beginning that say a thousand years ago there were these um, monks or whatever. The secret society of assassins that uh, were known as the fraternity that kept the world in balance. And now it's six weeks ago, and we have what we meet Wesley Gibson, and he is uh, a loser. He hates his job, he hates his boss, his girlfriend is banging his best friend, plays by Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Which is awesome. Uh, and he just hates everything. And then one day, he he goes to a grocery store, and Angelina Jolie shows up and says, See, your father was killed, he was an expert assassin, and the man who killed him is right behind you. Boom, grocery store shootout. Yep, uh, so then uh, he runs out of the grocery store um, trying to get away from this yep. assassin. Angelina Jolie oh, awesome comes by in the car yeah. and like just swoops him up. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, they uh, <laughs> the car chase commences, um, and I'm going to forget the details of the car chase. Uh, the car chase, we'll get into it because it's too, too awesome. She to like flies here. over some <laughs> of the, the police cars, yeah. off the bus. Yeah, drives onto it's the bus. Incredible. Um, um, and so then he goes back to his light. No, he goes back to the den, yeah. basically, and they're like, uh, "We're assassins. Your dad was killed. Do you want to join us?" And he shoot like, the wings off the fly. What? Yeah, shoot the wings off the fly. Oh, okay, and then he does, and then he does it, and then he leaves. And he realizes he, his panic attacks were all actually part of this like superpower he has. Right. Yep. Um, he leaves and thinks it's a dream, but then he finds the gun, and he's like, "Oh, it definitely wasn't a dream." And then he uh, he was told that he has all his dad's assets. He finds out he has three million dollars. He, he goes to work and he starts yelling at his boss, who he hates. And then he hits Chris Pratt with his ergonomic keyboard, and then he goes back to the uh, the loom factory. Yeah, and then he starts doing a training sequence where uh, the mechanic beats him up, beats him to a pulp. They keep asking him, why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? They keep beating him up. He goes and trains with a knife guy. He's supposed to curve a bullet. They can't do that. Uh, they keep asking him, why are you here? And he gets ba- and he bathes in this like like wax substance that heals him faster with the, the Russian, they call him, uh-huh. who drinks vodka and has rats with bombs. And he says, think of a thousand of them. And it's like, think of a really big foreshadowing, foreshadowing sure. right here for the third act. And then uh, eventually he realizes through his training that he's here because he doesn't know who he is. It seems like a really easy answer after yep. getting the crap punched out of you. So anyways, and then he, he he goes on his first hit. He can't do it. They tell him, hey, Angelina Jolie dropped some backstory where her dad was burned alive in front of her because one of the fraternity didn't take out the hit. And so he then goes back and shoots the guy, no problem, then shoots the other guy through the, the roof of the... Well, he launches over the limo and shoots him. Yep, as and he's then, saying sorry. And then uh, the... He's Cross, the guy who killed the dude in the beginning. Yep, Cross comes to, to kill him. Um, and so he, he feels like he got a message from Cross, and he's going to... With the, the bullet. The, the with the bullet. The bullet yeah. So he goes to um, to meet his dad, and then we're, Angelina Jolie's supposed to kill him. So he goes, um, and then they uh, get on the, train. on the train. The yep. train crashes. Everyone dies, apparently. Everyone except dies the three except of them. them. And then... And he kills his dad, and after finding out, and then he finds out he was his dad, yep. crosses his dad. He then goes back, goes to the fraternity. There's an amazing shootout where he shoots everybody, and then Angelina Jolie curves a bullet, shoots everyone. Morgan Freeman gets away, and then there's a decoy, and he shoots him like his dad he shot the dude in the beginning. Boom. Oh my god, okay, let's get into this. There it's is so awesome. It, it's a dense second half. Oh, yeah, there's a lot that happens because so, they spend a lot of time. 
breaking him down, which I didn't mind. Like, the montage goes on for a while. So that's interesting that, like, stuff. there was two separate parts. Like, there was a montage on the tail end of, like, yeah. a 15-minute training sequence that was not a montage. Yeah. It was just, like, we're going to have 15 minutes of scenes of him yeah. getting his butt kicked but right now. I loved all that stuff because it really established the most violent hazing yeah. process I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think in, in frats in college, you just have to, like, chug a beer fast and be good at sports. Uh, and, and make fun of you. And make fun of me. That's one of you the know, requirements. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? But so let's get into this. So the first the first sequence, I love the style of how they set up Janice and how, like, she's like when he, she's yelling at him, it's like waves and his panic attacks make you feel anxious as an audience yeah. member. Like, they really shoot it to more... To more he shoots it really awesome uh and then we get this whole voiceover that sums up how his life is insignificant and in fact clip number one really sums up how he fe- how wesley gives and feels about himself my dad walked out of my mom when i was seven days old sometimes i wonder if he ever looked into my baby blue eyes and asked himself did I just father the most insignificant asshole of the 21st century? <laughs> I mean, that's awful presumptuous of his dad at seven days. Sure, sure. It's also a heavy thought to have yeah. as an adult. The most insignificant asshole of the 21st century? There are several more insignificant people. I would say so, yeah. To. And like, just think about the fact that you probably don't know who those people are yeah. because they're so, so insignificant. insignificant. Like, people knew who he was still. Yeah. The like part of the style that um that I really I like a little bit of a, like a surrealistic twist on it yeah. when he's googling himself and it says no results <laughs> like there's no one else so with good. that dude's name it's so good like it, there's no one no one no one yeah and but yeah I mean this made me think of like when I first looked into my daughter's eyes I was like oh you're so beautiful I have no idea what you're gonna be yet and it's amazing yeah. like. I couldn't imagine looking in a baby's eyes and being like, you are the most insignificant (laughs) a-hole in this entire century. I screwed this up. Well, peace out. I'm gone. But hey, you know. I'm going to move across the train tracks. He has daddy issues. Yeah. And then it is, I know I'm skipping ahead a little, but it was sweet and also kind of weird that his dad was like living across the train tracks from him and watching him from the telescope. Yes, definitely weird. Super weird. To spy on someone, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah, I mean, I understand that he was like, they said he was always a camera click away, and I'm like, that makes it weirder. Yeah. (laughs) Was he ever like a phone call away? Did he ever want to contact his son? Was he like Charlie Puth? He's only one call away. (laughs) Superman ain't got nothing on me. That's so true. That Boy, that... Song must have resonated with. I feel like Wesley's Superman dad. doesn't even need phone calls though. He, you just yell his name and he saves yeah. you. Yeah, but maybe for him to communicate, he needs phone yeah, calls. Yeah, Charlie but, Puth had it right. Yeah. Yep. I just like his name, Puth. Just, just sounds like a. It's like a pillow. It's like, like a, a pi- like a pillow. Like it's like his lyrics. His lyrics yeah. are like a pillow. Gently lays on your face. <laughs> All right, anyways, now that we just dissected Charlie Puth's name, uh, that's what you came here for, right? That was part of the wanted story, I think. <laughs> so Mr. X comes in. He's introduced, and uh, he the, the the guy with the thick accent. Yes. Uh, and the scene where they're shooting at him, and then you think he's trying to escape through the elevator, and then he, like, Super Mario charges his foot off the back of it and yeah. runs out and... Right in that opening scene, you know this movie's going to be batshit. You know, yes. it's just like papers flying everywhere, people screaming, like they're, they're knocking things over. He's running so fast. He's a superhuman. And that shot when he jumps through the glass and it's like stuck the to his glasses face. on his face. Yeah. 
By the way, he, he has impervious skin to, yeah. to glass because yes. he doesn't have a cut on him. And that glass is like stuck to his face. But I love that he he goes further than the car in Furious 7 that Vin Diesel floors out of the buildings yeah. in India and then Jason Statham has to hit with a rocket launcher to get it to cross. Mm-hmm. He jumps across two buildings, shoots all of them midair. With different guns. <laughs> he like goes for a different gun. It's so good. And then he lands, and that's when he thinks he's he's won. And then, well, he lands. So he lands, yeah, a floor oh, below, a floor through below. the window, so and the good. one guy looking down comes back up, and then gets shot in the back of the head. But the way he gets shot is incredible. When he's standing there, he's like, oh, and then, and it like yeah. tears in slow motion, yeah. and then reverses, and you see that uh, what we find out later is actually Wesley's dad, Cross. Even though we're made to believe this dude is Wesley's dad, that the bullet traveled from like. 14 miles miles away, miles away. away curved through, through a subway car yeah. oh it's so good it's it just right <laughs> off the bat you know the style you know the world yeah and you either go okay i'm in for this or i should leave and shut it off now sure so if you don't like the first five minutes you're not gonna like the movie yes but you should love it because it's awesome and the like the one thing i didn't love about the movie was the voiceover it was a little bit like obviously expositional, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it was just a little bit heavy. Yeah, absolutely. And it we was, we probably could have gotten all that information out without it, but it yeah. was just a very like quick. Oh yeah, it uh, wasn't info dump. It was it wasn't too distracting, but I agree. They do just dump a lot on you. Yeah. Um. So then Chris Pratt being Barry, when he makes when he makes Wesley James McAvoy's character when he makes him when he forgets his wallet because he was banging his girlfriend. Yes. And he can't pay for his energy drinks and then his watermelon flavored condoms that he brags about yeah. that's such a douche move yes. to be like i'm making my buddy pay for the condoms i'm gonna bang his girlfriend with well he was also so like crappy he so <laughs> chris pratt in the beginning of that scene is having a discussion about the morning after pill <laughs> so he's said, yeah he's both interested in the morning after pill and condoms yeah. and so he just needs to like choose a lane here yeah, yeah, i think it's because you know maybe Maybe the watermelon pills aren't always, yeah. or condoms aren't always the best. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're good flavor, but they're not functional. Lower, lower functional quality. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, so ridiculous. Oh, do we have the him hitting hitting uh, Chris Pratt with the keyboard? Oh God! All right, we'll get to that. I, I do want that ready. Um, so then he go. I love that the surrealistic nature of it. You said it's very surreal, and they they established that from the beginning when he goes to the ATM. And the yeah. ATM starts insulting him. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's like it's. It's super fun. Um, then in in the convenience store, when we get introduced to Angelina Jolie, Fox is her character's name. Her introduction is so badass. Can we play clip number two? Father. My father left the week I was born, so... Your father died yesterday on the rooftop of the Metropolitan Building. Sorry. Uh, look, the liquor round's just over there, so if you want to Your father was one of the greatest assassins who ever lived. The man who killed him is behind you. And what's crazy is, the whole time I thought, oh, she doesn't know. But then you realize every one of them knew that Cross is actually his father, and that he, Wesley was the only one Cross wouldn't kill. And that's why they had to get him. But can we play, uh, do you have the scene of the grocery store shootout? Did you pull that one up, Steve? No, no worries, no worries, no worries. Uh, it doesn't matter if you can't. It's no big deal. You go watch the movie, people. It's awesome. Uh, it's 
so then they shoot out in the grocery store. It's like the bullets meet each other and crush in midair. Yes. He he shoots through all the grocery, the, the cereal boxes. Her gun has like... It's amazing. Uh, Why does that gun never come I back? I don't know. It's the best with like the video viewfinder. Yeah. yeah. It's so bizarre that she needs... To, here, we'll just watch it. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, this is just great. Let's just watch it. Panic attack. She has this gun that has a camera on it, which is weird to me because they're able to curve bullets. But so it has the camera, but she can also, like, curve the gun. Oh, God, it's yeah, so good. So, like, yeah, it's, it's a matter of looking around the corner without using your actual I know, head to peek yeah. around the corner. It makes me wish they had this gun more in the movie because it's so awesome. Because it can pivot both ways. Look, look at that! Through all of the... Through all of the cereal boxes, and she doesn't even flinch. No, not even a. Oh, that was a close call. Just like, no, nah, I got this. I also love how she just like grabs him by the scruff of the neck, like he's a he's a lost dog. Oh, so this this just immediately establishes Angelina Jolie of somebody you don't want to f with. It's so. Oh boy! So boy! <laughs> don't run away from the one per. And they do a great job of James McAvoy's performance and his arc of being this total schlubby, just like nerdy loser yeah. in the beginning is so believable. Yeah. But then his arc to becoming a full on badass and that final shootout is incredible. Yes. And he plays it so well. There's a lot of times where people can do one or the other. Like when they start having to be badass, you're like, eh. Or when they're badass, they can't pull off. You're like, okay, you, they, she's all that it. Where you're like, yeah. oh, you're an awesome person, but you put glasses on and overalls with paint on, right. and suddenly you're a nerd. You know, right? Um, or like any any training sequence. But I feel like part of the reason they do montages is because like obviously the person who's doing it is already good at it, yeah. so they can't be bad at it. Yeah. Um, so like the montage sort of covers that up, but anytime you see like fight training, it's like, oh, obviously yeah. you're someone good at this. Who's <laughs> pretending to be bad at like, it. Like I would like to see us starting a montage yeah. where it's like, all right, here we go. If I started in fighting training it'd right. be like, Oh God, oh boy, geez, here we go. We got a long way to go. So he meets the, the fraternity. There's this insane car chase where, uh, Angelina Jolie gets away by launching over the cop cars crashing into the side of a bus. This, the bus flips on its side and screeches over, and then she just peels off and rides off. And she, it's amazing. She peels off, and apparently there are only eight cops in this city <laughs> because she peels off and then just starts going the speed limit. Yeah. Also, the, the cops, there's a huge shootout and explosions at the end of the fraternity, and right. not a single police officer no, shows up. So no, whatever no. city this is, they have Illinois plates, so maybe it's Chicago. It seems like Chicago. Uh, like the trains made me feel know, like it was Chicago. You know. They're yeah. really saying a commentary on the police force. Area. Yeah. Not very nice wanted. Because you just have to get get over the barricade, That's and it. then you're free and you're clear. Free, you're free and clear. They're like, eh. Even in Grand Theft Auto, that doesn't happen. Yeah, they tried hard. So. so let's play clip number three. This is when we are introduced to Morgan Freeman, and one of the first things he says to James McAvoy is just, you know, something you hear almost on an everyday occurrence. Mm -hmm. Shoot the wings off the flyers. <laughs> what now? I don't, I don't know what that means. Shoot the wings off the flies. <laughs> I love it when that happens in movies. I don't understand that. I'm going to repeat the exact it, same absurd thing. But slower. Thing. Oh. And more emphatically. Okay. Shoot the wings off the flies. Okay. Okay. Sure. And that sequence is so awesome where they, they justify that his panic attacks are like his superpower and he immediately has it in him to yeah. shoot the wings off the flies. Which at first I was like, oh, does that mean he's going to be just immediately good at everything? But he's not. Not at all. Which is cool. Yeah. Because it shows that he has an... They do a good job of showing he has this innate ability 
but then that he can't control it yet. Right. It's like a mutant power in an X Men movie, you know? Yeah. And just the just the visuals of a, a fly getting its wing shot off. I can imagine in pre production them being like, "How, how are we going to do this?" And Timur Manamana being yep. like, "Don't worry, I got this." This is a really good accent. He's, he's so good. He's yeah. one of my. I, he's one of the most underrated action film directors. And it is out also there. a really fun. After moment. this, he should have shot like he should have made ten more American. Action I don't know films. why he hasn't. It's stupid. this was great. But Morgan Freeman coming over with the with the wingless flies, the living wingless flies yeah. in his hand. Yeah. And he just like dumps it into James McAvoy. And I guess the flies could still live for a little bit. They just wander. They're just grounded. Yeah. Where do flies come from? You ever notice like where like they just appear? Like my dog poops, and suddenly a fly that I never heard buzzing around. Yeah. Is just there. Yeah. I don't know. We need we need the reverse shot of the fly, like the bullet that killed (laughs) his fake dad. Where are they hanging out all the time? I don't know. They just they just appear. It's like they tell. Maybe flies have the have a teleportation ability. We should look into it. We should look into that for sure. For sure. Before next week, Mm -hmm. so we have a lot to cover still. Uh, (laughs) Then Morgan Freeman then kind of gives him a pep talk about what insanity is because obviously, as anyone would react, and I think James McAvoy reacts in a very realistic way to all the craziness, Mm -hmm. uh, which I love when that happens in movies. I hate when people just kind of go with it immediately. Right. He's very adamantly. They ba- they do a great balancing act of having him not go with it, but not not go with it so long that you get bored. Does yeah. that make sense? Where, yes. Where like he's on board it soon enough that you're not like, oh god, the pacing in this movie is perfect. Let's play clip number four. You're insane. No, insanity is wasting your life as a nothing when you have the blood of a killer flowing in your veins. Insanity is being shit on, beat down. Coasting through life in a miserable existence when you have a caged lion locked inside and the key to release it. Oof. Oof. I mean, that made me feel like I could go take on the world. I could go kill someone right I now. I feel like I could be LeBron James right now. Yeah. I couldn't be LeBron James. N- not with incredible. that attitude. Not with that attitude. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you need Morgan Freeman to pump you up. I know. Can, do you have that clip where he cracks Chris Pratt in the face? Because that's the next scene. So after this, he's, he's at first not really sure of himself. He goes, finds out he has like $3.5 million in the bank. He's starting to get a little bit cockier. He re- he has the gun. He found the gun again. He thought it was all a dream, and then he's like, "Oh my god, this is real! I have these abilities." And then this is where he tells off Janice and cracks Chris Pratt in the face, and it's incredible. There it goes. Oh, he's just told oh, off he Janice. Just told her off. Everyone and he saw gets his it. Ergonomic keyboard, and then yes, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it's great, bro. <laughs> Who's the man? Who's the Who's the man? Boom! And then it spells out F U. Uh, with his tooth. With his the tooth. The U is his tooth. Come on. That's brilliant. Give this man more directing gigs. That's so good. There's nothing as cool as that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Marvel movies. I love the Star Wars films. But there's nothing as visually interesting yes. as this in almost any action film. It, it's it, there's crazier. It was stuff such like. a nice touch. The only the only thing about that scene is the next time we see Chris Pratt, he's in. James and he has Mac a very Wars. obviously like. Yeah, but it, the way Chris Pratt reacts to him is like, hey, buddy, missed yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, no, you didn't. The I, last time he saw you, he I think, cracked you with his keyboard. I think Chris Pratt is just impressed with his... I think he is. Because after that says, he's the man. He's the man. You know? Uh, so now he, he goes back, and he's getting a little bit more low down. We, get the, we go to the textile factory, which he keeps begging, uh, telling Morgan Freeman, he's like, this is the front, right? And can we play this clip number five? This is when he can't figure out if they're sweater makers or killers. All right, clearly I, I don't understand, but do you make sweaters or do you kill people? <laughs> they asked the same thing of JCPenney back in the 80s. Yeah, and still no answer. No answer. Still waiting on you, JC. Come on, JC. What does that even stand Mr. for? Mr. Penny. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BC. Yeah. 
BJC Penny. So, but just, before JC Penny, just to your point, also because like, so he first he first is not on board, and then yeah. he gets the money, and he's like all in, right? He yeah. gets this swag. Yeah, it, it happens very fast. No, but but to what you're saying, like he's all in, but he's they don't. Just like immediate, he's not immediately ingratiated into this society. Yeah, he's still cool. like they still knock him down a peg. Oh, well, like, knock him down about four hundred. Yeah, because he comes in a hundred miles an hour, and in any other movie, they would just be like, "Great, he's on board, he's here to yep. train." But in this one, they're like, "No, you have to earn this, and you have to like, we're not going to tell you right away that this is a front, or yep. like, what, we're not going to tell you the answers. This, you have to figure yeah, it out exactly. It, it it has a little bit of like an army boot camp feel to it, and yep. this next clip is when he's fighting with the uh, the knife man. I think they call him the chef. And uh, <laughs> it's just really funny. Can we play clip number six? I'm not a pussy. You're a pussy. I'm not a pussy. You're a pussy. I'm not a pussy. I got a healthy respect for the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> I got a healthy respect for the human condition. Because the chef is asking him to try and stab him in the stomach. Yeah. And then he does finally, and the chef just shoves the knife through his hand. Yes. That's when we realize that there's the wax bath that can heal them. It speeds up your white blood cell content. Who cares? It's awesome. It is. And there's just this whole, we'll, we'll kind of skip a little bit of this section because it's more just like him getting pummeled by the mechanic. Just over and over and, and, and over. Him, and, but it's cool. It's, it's, it builds well and it builds char- his character development. It's not just there for gratuitous sake. Um, the gunsmith, Common, plays the gunsmith, and they bring in the dead bodies from the morgue, and he's like, Oh, they look so real. And he's like, oh, my God, yeah. we can't do this. And he's like, you got to know what it's like to put a bullet in a body. And I'm like, that makes sense for that an assassin. Sense. Yeah. Because at first you're like, oh, that's just for shock value. And then you're like, no. No, if it's you're practical. an assassin, you you kind of need to. If you've mm-hmm. never killed someone before yeah. and we're asking you to kill people, you should yeah. know what that feels like. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. And I'm sure they donated their body, their, their organs afterwards. Oh, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. They no were... doubt. They're a they're an upstanding society of assassins. Yeah, they they used every part of that body. Which I think is what we get at because at first when like he's and I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but when he goes in there and just starts murdering all the assassins, like at first you're like, oh man, but I thought they were doing good by killing bad people, but then you realize the whole place has gotten corrupted except yes. for Cross and him. Yes, even Angelina Jolie has kind of gotten corrupted. She's. On a sliding scale, she's the least corrupt, I feel like. Well, it turns out to be that way because she she is the one who lives by the by code. By the code, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. I don't think she's corrupt. I think she's just going by the code. Yes. And she's been corrupted by Morgan Freeman, who's been writing his own code quite literally with the loom of fate. Yeah. Which The loom of fate, by the way, makes binary code that then he translates into names... He yeah. also so I was Which, wondering about this oof, also cuz cuz later It's a lot. Later the guy gives James McAvoy a swab uh or like a swath. Yeah. Is that the word that I'm looking for? <clears throat> but, a swath of cloth. Yeah, but th- it's not oriented. So like yeah, you, he where, could be reading it sideways. Yeah. And we don't know. But cuz the binary is like across or up vertical. Yeah, and so exactly. like it depends on how you're looking at that cloth. Exactly. I I would have loved to see them do a sequence where he like read it and then was like, oh, I got, uh, nope, uh, I got to no. turn it, I got to turn it. <laughs> That's my only, my only complaint about this movie is the loom of fate is just too far of a reach it was, for me. It was very minority report without the precogs. Yeah, it just, it just <laughs> seems so out there to be like, but I like the fact that it was kind of, it tied into uh, a divine influence on their hand and then humanity corrupting that divine influence. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I just wish it was something other than a, a loom of fate. That's yeah. all. But it's fine. Yeah. That's a very small portion of the movie. 
that it, it is a driving force, but who cares? Because the action's so awesome. Yes. And, and the rest of it is amazing. Can we do the curving bullet theory? This is, again, where Morgan Freeman just, you know, comes in and just drops some knowledge as if we should all know this. Sure. And I love it. How am I supposed to do that? It's not a question of how. It's a question of what. No, I disagree. If no one told you that bullets <laughs> flew straight, and I gave you a gun and told you to hit the target, what would you do? <laughs> Let your instincts guide you. There we go. All right. Okay. Yeah, but but <laughs> how though? <laughs> exactly. What? But it's not a question of how. It's a question of what? No, 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 no. It's a question of how. It's a question of how. Yeah, how I, I need this? to know how. I need to know how to curve this yeah. bullet because <laughs> everyone knows how to shoot a straight bullet. I, I know what. What? Uh, I mean, everyone knows that bullets shoot, shoot straight. straight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just love that. But I love that about this movie where they don't go into like some really crazy expositional like Matrix reloaded backstory of like. Well, in the physical blah 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 blah, blah, blah yeah. and all this like jargon, they're just like no, they're just like try it, just your instincts, try it, you see what happens. Things. All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're gonna skip ahead a little bit because we're running out of time because we talked too much about Charlie Puth in the oh. beginning. Dang it! I think we talked just enough about him. The first kill's awesome. The guy just deserves it because the way he's sitting, always yes. like a total yeah. jerk <laughs> yeah. in the in the conference room. Anybody who sits like this in a conference room, you, you gotta you Two have a coming behind the head. Yeah, you had it coming. Yeah. Anyways, You're, you gotta be in a conference room to do work, not to not, just, not to relax sit back like and air that. out your yeah, pits come on, jerk. second kill is awesome the pen. where it's like uh this like mafioso dude with a cigar and when he shoots at him and he has bulletproof glass and the guy thinks he's impervious yeah and then with fox coming and wesley and she slams on her brakes he floors it he launches over her car and flips and goes i'm sorry yeah. and shoots through his sunroof Oh, it's incredible. Yes. It's incredible. I want more things like that. And, and a good lesson to all mafia bosses out there. If you're getting shot at, close all windows. Close all windows. All enclosures. It's, just, it's a really... <laughs> yeah. It's a simple don't, survival... Don't leave yourself vulnerable. Instinct, you know? From any direction. But he, he, again, he had it coming. He sure did. Just going to keep quoting Chicago for some reason. Yeah. I'm in a musical state of mind. Um... He goes to Barry, uh, him and uh, Fox make out, and he looks like the man, and Barry even agrees. Yep. Um, then uh, Cross, there's a shootout outside. Cross shoots him in the arm with a traceable bullet. Um, Wesley accidentally kills the Russian, and then you realize that the Russian was actually with Cross, and that's why he was hinting at the mice. With That's another thing where it's like, why does he just come out and say, think of a thousand mice blowing up? It's like, does he know that eventually they're gonna, he's going to use all these mice with peanut butter and, and explosive liquid or I yeah forget. i don't, I, I don't really fully understand extremely that. unclear but hey and it's like, cool why mice i don't know it's cool so then they go to the train sequence oh my god five minutes all right the train sequence is nuts where they go meet terrence stamp he takes him to the meet uh there's this huge shootout in the train where again he could have just been like hey i'm your dad but instead he, <laughs> they're shooting at each other bending bullets all these people are around there's yeah. hundreds maybe th- maybe a thousand people on the so train this oh was... you have it yeah perfect. perfect we'll talk about it as it's going on so look this is one of the things well you just say it right here yeah you're right there listen Whisper into his ear i'm your father oh okay but then angelino in, in his defense fox is trying to kill him at the same time and you know there, there's a lot of innocent bystanders yeah and i don't know why he's so worried about them getting out of the way and yet when the train crashes feasibly all of them are dead and so we, we don't so angelina jolie part of her logic is that the ripple effect of not killing someone yes could kill thousands, thousands but they then they just kill all these people they on the kill, train they kill hundreds and it's all angelina jolie's fault yeah so look at this oh this my is, god oh it's so awesome this is so good the, the bullets curving Again, he's shooting at his son right now. Just say, hey, buddy. Now, I'm not complaining because the scene is amazing. Oh, God, this is great. 
when she launches the car into the train. Right between the two of them. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. And then just shakes it off like she's like, a fender yeah, bender. she's pretty okay. Yeah. She's a little stunned. And then this and then is it's where the train. Here we go. This is where the train just goes around the curve oh, into yep. the tunnel. Yep. Bad news bears. The car. Bad news bears. And then from here on, I don't know if we have the rest of it, but the train. Good God. We're going to spend the rest. Of the, yeah, 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 please. Because what ends up happening is the train falls and all the cars fall and just blow up, basically, which means all those passengers dead. Yep. And then the one with them in it falls and gets pinned in, which there were people in there with them. Yep. And they show them dead. And then she's about to kill Wesley. And then he, after he shot his dad, his dad saves him and says, I'm, I was, I'm actually your father. They've broken the code. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Wesley starts questioning everything. Yep. And then we get some backstory with Terrence Stamp comes in, and he says, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman's character, uh, uh, well, then Sloan. Has... Angelina Jolie tries to kill him because yeah. he's her target, yeah. and then he jumps down. He shoots through the glass. Yeah, yeah. And they and fall falls, out into the water. And then wakes up, and Terrence, in the guy's uh, Yeah, and Terrence Stamp has party. brought him there to say, hey, your father uh, knew about this. He knew that Morgan Freeman, Sloan, was... He's been writing his own um, uh, targets for profit, and he's broken the code. And so he just he he you know he he gets convinced. We don't need to go over all that because just trust us. He gets convinced, yep. and then it, it leads to the greatest and shootout ever, where he does the thousand mice thing that he he lures with peanut butter and I forget some kind of explosive fluid and and a ton of digital watches that his dad had ready so his dad and the russian had to have been planning this and that's why the russian was hinting at it and then he blows up everything and then he runs in and he has only a couple of guns on him but he keeps grabbing guns from his his victims that he shoots and then they're falling midair and he grabs another gun and I just need to tweet out the video of this because it's incredible. But my favorite part of that moment is when the mechanic shows up and he shoots through his head and then the gun pops out the other side and he uses him as a human shield as he's blasting through his head. It's insanity. (laughs) Almost the best part because the best part was the knife guy when the knife guy stabs into the gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he shoots the knife back through him. The sharpening, the blade sharpener, yeah. yeah. And then jumps up and (laughs) kicks the knife all the way through him. And then the chef is like turning around going, oh, trying to get it out. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then long story short, he goes and he faces off with Sloan and and Fox. And Fox realizes that Sloan's broken the code and that all of them were came up in the loom because they've all broken the code. So the loom wanted all of them dead, the loom of fate. And so she curves a bullet, kills all of them. Sloan gets away. Including herself. Including so it herself, goes all the way around, kills bummer. every single person, and she's the last but one. But that shows how dedicated to the, yes. the cause she is. And then we think Sloan gets away. We think he's going to be a sequel, baddie. And then what happens? Jesse brings well, home. So, but also first, he, he James McAvoy is just yelling, Sloan! <laughs> As if like just yelling his name is going to yeah. bring him back. Yeah. So uh, he, back to his oh, office. Oh, you want me? Here I am. Yeah, yeah. What do you need? Oh. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, so we seconds. go back to the office, and there's a guy who looks just like James McAvoy from behind. Yep, from behind, typing, googling himself again. Um, he's sad again. Uh, Morgan Freeman comes in, and he has the gun on him, yep. and he's basically like, "I gotcha." The guy turns around. He's not James McAvoy. Morgan Freeman looks down, and there's the X of Post-it yep. notes that yep. he's standing on, and, and he realizes <laughs> in that moment. And the bullet through. went through Barry's energy drink and Janice's donut. Yep. And that's incredible. But can we play? I know we're running out of time. Can we just play the clip number 10? We'll skip the other two. Clip number 10. This is the NVO. Six weeks ago, I was ordinary and pathetic. Just like you. Whoa. Hey, you don't know me. 
I do a podcast. Dude. Who am I now? I mean, he could be ordinary, but come on, man. I mean, <laughs> pathetic just like me. That's yeah. a little... No. Thanks, James McAvoy. We're going to end on that. Boy, oh boy. I thought this movie's a ton of fun. If you haven't seen it in a while, go back and revisit it. It's awesome. Uh, if you've never seen it, I hope you didn't listen to it because we ruined everything awesome but about it. But it's still great. It's you still great. still watch it. If Yeah, tweet at us. Let us know your thoughts of Wanted. What else should Tamur Manamanamana direct? Mm-hmm. And one of these days I'll learn how to... Anyways, who cares? It, he's awesome. Uh, tweet at us some suggestions for next week. Actually, we might be off the next couple weeks. i got to talk about that. All right. Uh, just bring it up on yeah. there. Until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and uh, for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram at Guilty Movie Guys is where you can tweet at us all things movie nerd and fun. And also at Parents vs. Baby is my wife and I. We have a parenting comedy podcast, so check it out. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.